0: Hi Goal Achievers, Nick Polkuski here. I have a quick question for you. Can one weekend literally change your life? Well, one weekend changed the lives of over 200 people last year when they attended Hal Elrod's Best Year Ever Blueprint Live event. And Hal is doing it again this year. You can get all the details and reserve your spot at bestyeareverlive.com. Last year's event showed that one weekend truly can change your life. Since the event, Tim Cornwell has lost 42 pounds, Heidi Murray more than doubled her income. Stephen Christopher increased his revenue by over 500%, and those are just a few examples from hundreds of incredible results created by last year's attendees. Don't miss out on your chance to make 2016 your best year ever. Head to bestyevereverlive.com and register now. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning. A Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker ultra-marathon runner and the founder of VIPsuccesscoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elrod. All right,
1: here we are again, goal achievers. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod. And uh, today I have not one, but two guests with me. And one is actually a guest host and the other is our honored guest. And uh, the guest host is none other than John Berghoff. You know him, you love him, you've heard from him. Probably more times than you want to. I don't blame you. But uh, but we got John on the call. John, you on the uh, on the line today?
2: Yeah, we figured we'd try it out again. Give it another shot, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. After I've said I would never have you on again, yeah, we we'll give it one more shot. Uh, but our guest today, Scott Groves, is uh, someone who. Well, let me let me back up. This is the I think it's the third or fourth, maybe the fourth uh, in the series here of the best year ever calls that we're doing. And uh, Scott was an attendee, you know, last year's best year ever blueprint, and he has had one of the most profound years. uh, And you're going to hear these, you know, these details of what he's achieved and what he's accomplished. It's pretty incredible. Uh, More importantly, though, Scott as an achiever and someone who has really just blown, you know, the, the doors off of 2015. He's going to share how he did that, how he did that, and and what are the things that he's changed in his life, or what has he implemented, or what has he learned, or what beliefs has he shifted? You know, I mean, what what is different from every other year of Scott's life, which has already been. I mean, he's he's a successful gentleman from you know for for his for uh, the majority of his career, if not all of it. So, how is he taking this kind of quantum leap, if you will, this year? So, John, am I missing anything?
2: No, and you know I think what we'll do as we bring Scott on here is, uh, and Scott, are you here today?
1: I'm here. Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Uh, It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I know it's a treat for uh, the listeners to get to hear from you. I I think, Scott, before we get into how you did it and what you learned along the way and what caused it, um, we'd like to create a space for you to just brag a little bit, if you don't mind. I might be putting you on the spot a little, but just tell us about your year and what specifically have been some of the positive outcomes that you have achieved?
3: Well, thanks for having me on, first of all, Al and John. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, the funny story is attending the best year ever last year was supposed to be for a friend of mine. He was going through a pretty rough patch in his life, uh, had just come through a, uh, a divorce. And I thought, well, I'll just take him to this event. You know, I won't get anything out of it because I already know what I need to know. Nice. And uh, but, but maybe it'll be great for him. And I'd been to a few Tony Robbins events before and, and some of the different type of um, uh, trainings and sessions that are out there. But it's, uh, I just wasn't ready to receive that information. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because I was looking out for a friend or just, you know, the great energy that you guys created at the event, um, I got there and I just found myself doing stuff that I would never do. You know, you had the, uh, the, the Zumba pole dancer there that was warming us up in between. Uh, <laughs> that in was, between, our, that uh, was our
1: favorite as well. Yes, continue. Uh, that
3: was excellent I mean I'm not the type of guy that's dancing in his chair and hugging people next to me and and that type of stuff and so it was really um, by getting me out of my comfort zone I think it made me a lot more open to stuff that uh, I normally wasn't receptive to so uh, that that was that was just a just a great event I'm looking forward to coming this year I'm actually bringing my entire team, I have four uh, individuals that work with me uh, on my personal production here in the loan business. And uh, they're all coming to the event this year because I want them to get just as much out of it as I did last year. Huge. That's
1: awesome. Huge. What are some of your results, Scott? You know, And, and uh, I'd love to hear, I know, personal and professional, because that's one of the cool things this year is, you've really increased your production, but you did it while maintaining your health and, and while really, really, you're thriving in your marriage. So I'd love to hear what are some specific results or outcomes that uh, you've achieved since the event last year?
3: Yeah, I, that's a great place to start, Hal. Uh, you know, the thing that I've always found in my life is if you take kind of three different buckets, right? So personal, professional, and then kind of relationship, All I just made up a word, uh, strate- <laughs> strategic <laughs> um, I, I've, I've always found that you, know, you can kind of work on one or two of those buckets at, at a time so either business was going really well and, and my health was horrible or health was great but my personal relationships were, were really suffering and what I found this year is there is a way through um, you know, <clears throat> training, leading, personal development there is a way to fit in all the stuff that you want to do so you, know, you mentioned my, my marriage, my wife uh, Karina is amazing and I don't think we—I don't think we could be happier. We just got back from Lake Arrowhead this weekend, where I didn't have to take a single business call. Um, business is up. Last year, as, as a team, uh, we funded 60 million in uh, individual production under my name, and the office did about another 20 or 30 million. Uh, we're on track to do about 100 million this year in personal production, which is an absurd increase in the mortgage industry. And uh, the team, just everybody around me, kind of through osmosis and some of the training that I've been able to do for them, they're all up, up 55% in their individual production as well. So overall, just you know, a lot more business, a lot more money, and everybody's doing it happier and healthier and actually getting out of the office at 5 o'clock, which is, which is nice and rare in my business. So,
2: Scott, by the way, I don't want to forget at some point during this podcast I'd love to have you share with everyone a little bit about the company that you work for because uh, not only are you at the top of your game but you're at the top of your game working for a company that's at the top of their game which is really neat so maybe we come back to that later Um, Scott everything you just shared is awesome Uh, I want to dig into what you've learned and what your keys to success are but first um, I'd love to know just how does it feel how does it feel to be in the spot that you're in, looking back on the past year?
3: Uh, you know, it, it feels great, and uh, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to explain without sounding like a motivational poster. But I, I think yeah. if you would have asked me this question uh, a year ago, I would say, yeah, things are good. You know, we're we're getting stuff done, but now we're getting stuff done, and people are growing. And you know, at 36 years old, going to be 37 here shortly. I don't think there's been a point in my life where I felt like success in one area while still growing in other areas was attainable. And uh, through you guys and some individual coaching that we've done on the side, plus the event last year, it's just it's really put everybody into a growth mindset for myself and then those people that are around me. Um, so I guess it feels good to grow, um, which is not something I would have thought that I would say 15 years into uh, into a career that's fairly repetitive.
1: Well, that's a great point. So you you've been in your career for fifteen years. Just 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 to echo what you said and confirm that, yes. Yeah, correct. Fifteen years. Yeah, I think that that's a big deal to be. You know, that that there's a lesson there for all of us, and um, it, it reminds me of something recently. I mentioned this on a previous podcast. My wife and I started doing the Miracle Morning together for the first time ever. We've never done it together, and a few weeks ago we decided to try it. And a relationship that was already really good and strong, it's just it's exploded in terms of fulfillment and connection. And I think that this is a great lesson for everybody. That you know, even after 15 years as a top performer in your industry, you're now achieving you know this whole new level of success that you didn't even realize was was maybe attainable or even available. And so I think for everybody listening to realize that that doesn't matter how long you've been at something, right? It's never too soon, never too late, never the wrong time to to really pause and go, what would the next level look like? Or what would two levels past that look like? And, and, and how can I you know, get really committed to make that a reality? So it's really really proud of what you've, what you've accomplished. Um, let's get into some of the tactics, the how. What have what are your keys to success been this year? What are the things you've done differently or, or better compared to previous years?
3: Yeah, uh, great question, and it actually goes back to a couple things that the two of you said, and I don't even know if you know that you've said this, but one of the things that you said how when we kind of started the best year ever and then as we've done some additional mastermind and and coaching on the side is you've said several times like, hey, a lot of times adults don't have to be taught because they already know what they need to know. They just need to be reminded or they need to be in an environment where they can engage more with what they already know. And that's something that that really rang true to me Um, as I was trying to immerse myself into the best year ever for the benefit of my friend. uh, I think you said that at the very onset, you said, hey, a lot of stuff that you're gonna hear right now, you've heard before or you think you know, I challenge you to really absorb it and live it and move forward. And so there's some stuff in my business that I know for the last 15 years I needed to do. like every Monday, I need to call my top 40 referral sources. But until this last year or so, I just wasn't doing it with the regularity that I needed to. So that was one thing, just kind of going back in time and saying, um, you know, I, I know this, but am I doing it That was, that was a big, a big catalyst to our increased success. Um, and then something that John said that I loved is John said from the stage, he said, you know, I know all these people that, that read 50 books a year and they just run through the information. They don't actually adapt anything into their lifestyle. And so what I do was I picked, uh, you know, maybe top 10 business books that I think I knew or I think I had read over my lifetime and went back and reread them. And it's amazing what you get out of a book the second time you read it. Um, I read this book Essentialism uh, a second time and just really transformative book on, on bearing down on the essential stuff you need to do in your life and your business to be um, be successful. So I really appreciate John's tip of, hey, yeah, it's great that you can get through 40 books, but go back and read the best 10 and really try to absorb and live the stuff that you're taking in.
2: I, I love that, Scott, that you brought that up. You know, it's funny. I'm on a business trip right now, and I have a book with me, and I it just struck me yesterday on the plane. I thought... I've, I've never taken longer or read more slowly through a book for like the third or fourth time, and uh, that's so cool that you picked up on that. Hey, I, I want to acknowledge, Scott, I'd love to ask you more about you know, habits that you've developed that have helped you, but I, I just want to call out something you said that I think is such a big deal, which is the idea of a growth mindset. And there's actually a a great book. Carol Dweck uh, wrote The Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. And she's a researcher. And one of the things that she's shown is that one of the key determinants to fulfilling our individual human potential is potentially this single distinction between what she calls either a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, right? And a fixed mindset just assumes that you know, our intelligence, our abilities are, you know, they can only go so far and we can't change them. And it's so cool that you, somebody at the top of your game, was open to, hey, there's more out there for me. And I know that sounds so simple and obvious, but sometimes uh, it, it can be that simple to just realizing that, hey, being open to more is uh, like a a critical first step. So I just wanted to call that out. I think that's so cool. Scott, what else? uh What else changed for you? Are there are there any either habits or even beliefs that evolved over the last year? Like a year ago, you maybe you would have said to yourself, "Hey, I never thought I could do blank," um, but now it's happening. And what's all that been like for you?
3: Yeah, I I think that's a great question because in our business, it's very easy to keep score, right? So we're in a financial industry business. Once you fund 40 million in loans, you want to fund 60 million in loans, and once you fund 60 million, you want to fund 100 million. And, and the guy that's number one in the country funded $600 million in loans last, last year. I don't even know logistically how he did it. Um, so there's always kind of this new high watermark where you can just compare yourself to and everybody works harder and more hours and kind of white knuckles at trying to get to that next incremental stage. And where we went from $60 million in production last year to $100 million in production this year, I think is just investing in the team. So a year ago, if you would ask me, hey, you know, what are you gonna do with your next hire or where are you gonna get your next person? I would have probably come up with a task list and said, okay, we need these five tasks done. Let's hire somebody at 22 bucks an hour because that task list matches that employee and that pay scale. And now we're just moving forward. And I think the mindset since your event has really changed of, you know, hey, let's grow the team. Let's cross train everybody and everything. And, you know, just somehow by all of us being better at what we're doing individually, personally, professionally, it's kind of like that rising tide raises all ships. Right. So, I mean, my my newest employee who's been with us less than six months is making very high level sales calls now to the realtor community, which is kind of unheard in our industry. So I think adopting that mindset of grow the team, grow everybody individually and the production will take care of itself is just such, we're in such a better place than had I just said, okay, well, we've got this new photocopier job we need and let's hire somebody for 15 bucks an hour and move forward with that photocopier job. I don't think I'll ever think about my business like that again.
1: So would you say it sounds like it's a, a real a shift in mindset from doing more to becoming more? Would you say that's accurate? Not just for you individually, but for your entire team rather than just getting them to do more in, in an effort to achieve more. It's how do we get everyone to become more so that achieving more becomes kind of second nature, almost automatic.
3: I think that's why you can pay the big bucks, Hal, because that's uh, if I could encapsulate what I just said in one sentence, that would be it. Um, you know, it's just amazing to see the growth of the people on our team that can jump in and cover for other positions and, and really just be cross-trained and it's not that I'm doing anything special. We're just encouraging personal growth and then, of course, that leads to professional growth. So, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Hal.
1: So- Thank you for that. Um, I'll take the uh, acknowledgement. What it would
2: it uh, would have t- taken me twelve minutes to say that what you said in a sentence. How?
1: Yeah, I always I've I've talked to people. I tell them if there's anything I'm good at, it's just dumbing things down. That's the only thing I'm good at. So, um, but uh, what what advice do you have for others, Scott? From everything you've learned, you've experienced, and obviously you've shared a lot of wisdom so far. But is there any advice that you would give to our achieve your goals listeners?
3: um I, I think you've got to invest in your team above and beyond the the free lunches and the stuff that bosses think make them good bosses um you know I, i've had a couple of people on my team take a few days off to go to individual seminars that were relevant to them and uh the team always has a book going uh right now we, we've got our own little mini book club here and we're taking the 21 day uh, no complaint challenge so uh book called A Complaint-Free World. Wow. In our business, it's very, very easy to complain about clients, processes, underwriters, wh- whatever the case may be. And it's just a real negative influence and brings everybody's emotional state down. So we started this challenge about a week ago. I don't think anybody's made it past day two. Um, but the goal is to not complain for 21 days. So you know, it seems kind of corny, and, and the book is probably about 100 pages longer than it needs to be. But it's a, it's a great premise, and the team has all bought in with hey, let's just be positive, let's come from a positive state and just move everything forward. So I, I think that investing back in the team and, and just helping them grow through books, seminars, whatever the case may be, uh, I think that's the number one thing that I would do if I had to start my career over again.
2: Yeah, that is that is so cool to hear, Scott. And I know that a lot of a lot of our listeners um, operate as solo, independent entrepreneurs, and a lot of them also have small teams that they lead and work with and. It's so cool to hear you share that—that you know, you leading by example and then bringing that into their world. Uh, It's that's so so cool, Scott. What um, when you think about looking forward? uh, What uh, what are you excited about? What what's inspiring you now? What's next? Right, like you've had a great year. How do you keep yourself motivated? What do you think about?
3: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think the comment that you just made plus where we're going forward really ties into each other. And, and I know I used to be a solo practitioner doing loans on my own and you're kind of trying to white knuckle in and get through the day and balance your, your sales plus your process plus your follow up. And there just never seems to be enough time in the day. Um, so what we're really trying to do here on the team is every time we get to about, you know, 80 percent capacity or more than one of us is staying past 5 p.m. Or there's just there's that feeling of, of a bit of um, people being overwhelmed. What we're trying to do is already start identifying the next strategic hire. Uh, I don't know who said it, but I remember reading a book some time ago that, you know, if, if you wait until you're completely tapped out to hire the next person, then what you go through is just six months of misery, trying to train them while you're at, like, 110% capacity. So what we're really trying to do in our team is grow the team. Every time we feel about 80% tapped out, we're going to bring on a new body, bring in the right person to fill that that um, that stress level and bring the stress level back down. And so I think the goal for us is just to keep growing organically every time you know business taps us out at a new level, and eventually what I'd like to do is is be you know focusing on the mortgage business two or three days a week, and then focus on helping grow other loan officers in the company two or three days a week. So I think that's uh, probably my next journey.
1: So you're uh, the obviously the business piece is is something that you've mastered. I'd like to kind of. Uh, close out our, our session here, our, our interview with um, some of the personal stuff. So the, obviously the business is thriving. You're being very strategic, very thoughtful. You're thinking in advance, all of these things, you're helping your people grow, which I think is just huge. Uh, most organizations just, you know, tell their people what to do, right? Not to who not who to become. They don't empower them to become more. They tell them what to do. So just uh, how have you managed to be s- excel where you've said in the past, you haven't been able to do that. How have you managed to excel uh, in the office and then, let's take it personal, like your your health, your weight, you know, these things and then the marriage, all of that. Are there any specific tips that you can give on, um, I hate the word balance, but almost on how you're thriving uh, at home uh, in addition to at work?
3: Well, I know this is going to come as a big surprise to you, Hal, but apparently waking up earlier is a big part of it. So uh, one of the things that, that I've done is I've kind of over the last year moved my wake up time from about 530 to 430. 4:30, um, 4:45, depending on how many times I hit the snooze button, and um, that that's really allowed me to take care of the health piece in the morning. So you know, three days a week I'll go box from 5:30 to 6:30, and my trainer probably hates me because I'm his earlier client, nice. earliest client. But um, it is what it is. So I'll box a couple days a week, really early in the morning, kind of take care of all the logistical stuff that I need, so that you know, by the time my wife wakes up, we can have a quick breakfast together, or I can get to work early, which means I'm home in time for dinner. Um, so just the, the miracle morning and the idea of waking up earlier has been a big uh, boost in that department. Uh, the other thing that was an absolute must in my marriage, and, and I come from a little bit different perspective than the two of you, because unfortunately I do have a, a divorce under my belt. Um, mm-hmm. And I, just, I, was, I was very, very serious about never wanting to go through that again. Um, I read the five love languages with my wife. We read that together. I think it's an absolute must read for anybody that wants to be in a serious relationship because it it just pointed out to me, you can do all the things that, that, uh, you can do all the things that you think are right. And if, uh, if it doesn't relate to what your partner feels is right, then it just doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, getting up early, just spending more time. On my health and with my wife, and then reading the book together, the the five love languages. I think that took care of probably fifty percent of the problems that led to the failure of my first marriage. To be quite honest,
1: great book, five love languages. Uh, my wife and I read that together, and I actually, I just bought her the five love languages for kids. So she's reading that now, and then teaching it to me the clip notes, so I don't have to read it. But uh, yeah,
3: oh, I'm very excited to announce I'm going to have to uh, read that one because I've got my first one on the way. Do uh, do Valentine's Day.
2: Hey, hey, hey! Woo!
3: Congratulations!
2: How we, we, no, we need sound effects. We used to have sound effects on these calls. There should have been like trumpets or something right there.
1: You can edit them in. We'll edit them in. <laughs> right, yeah. That's well, Nick Scott. Nick Palikowski can put some sound effects in.
2: Oh, uh, congrats, man! That's really really great, Scott. I want to just acknowledge you. Uh, I think it's it's such a great example that you set. And I love how, when you first met us at the Best Year Ever event last year, that you know you're open about the fact that you weren't necessarily showing up looking for the value that you left with. And uh, I think that's cool that there was some part of you that was open and uh, seeing what it's leading to. And I'm even more excited knowing what your future looks like. It's really, really cool. And by the way, there are probably a couple hundred listeners here who m- might get to come meet you and shake your hand at the Best Year Ever event. So Apologies in advance. You're going to be a rock star there. But, uh, <laughs> fact, I heard on you that, on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. On that note, I actually maybe a good question to kind of bring things home. Scott, you're bringing your whole team, and how we got to remember too. Anyone who's bringing a team, they, we, they should be getting reserved seats up front. So we got to make sure we take care of that. Mm, um, so Scott, what uh, I- advice for anyone who's come into the event? Uh, this year on how to get the most out of it. You obviously got a lot out of it. You've had time to reflect on on how or why it had a positive impact for you. So what can others do that are getting ready to come?
3: Yeah, well I think think probably three things that would be really great. Um, Number one, whatever you have to do to set up in your business and personal life so that by the time you show up at, uh, at the event you can be totally fully engaged. I think that's key. Um, you know, I go to uh, I go to seminars and I always see people rushing for the exit to check their uh, their iPhone or their work email, and then they get stuck on a call, and then it puts them in a bad mood. Or you know, maybe they've got to take care of something that they weren't expecting to come up. Whatever that looks like for you, out of office, handing stuff off to your team, having somebody cover for you, um, whatever you've got to do to be fully engaged in the event, I would highly recommend that. I don't think I turned on my phone um, once at the last two day event that we got together to for the uh, for the mastermind group that we've been doing. Um, So that's number one, find a way to be fully emerged. And then two, just meet as many people as you can. Um, You know, I met probably a half dozen people that are in related industries, um, you know, christy Solar in uh, Louisiana and Justin Graywalt in Temecula. These are people that, after the event, I would never have a chance to interact with again. But we became friends at the event. We, you know, exchanged Facebook or whatever did you do these days? Um, Facebook is probably for old people. I don't know. Um, <laughs> exchange social media, and now we've been able to keep in touch, bounce ideas off of each other, and and going back to what Hal always likes to say which you stole from Mr. Rome about the, uh, you know, the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. I've really taken that to heart and coming back from the best year ever, you know, kind of upgraded my circle of people I interact with. Uh, so that would be the second thing. And then the third thing is just bring anybody you care about. Um, you know, I'm bringing my wife and my entire team and uh, I want the people that are most important to me to experience, uh, you know, what I experienced last year and, and move forward in their life in the same way.
2: Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna recap what you just shared because that was worth the entire call for me. That's great advice, just in life. You know, the first thing, just be let it be an immersion experience. I'm glad you said that, Scott, because anyone who was there last year they get it. But if you haven't been to the best you ever Blueprint experience, you don't realize that it's an immersion experience. Like it is, you're fully engaged. There's not, we don't have a bunch of keynote speeches. There might be. A couple of folks that are going to do that, but it's really about the experience that you have and putting the ideas to work. So I love that. Be- being aware of the quality of the people around us—that's one of the things. Hal and I just recently, we were just thinking about, like, what is it that makes this event special? The people, uh, and we're not just saying it because it's easy to say, but like you pointed out, it really is a room of like-minded people who are truly committed to elevating their lives and that's a it's very hard to go recreate that it's for most cases it's impossible and i love your point about hey bring people you care about that's one of the reasons why you know we have these ticket options where it's easy to bring a second person or to bring a team that's so cool Hal, you got any uh, final thoughts for scott buddy just
1: man'm I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you I'm excited for you uh, and, and you're leading by example and, and it's not just about you you're impacting a lot of other people, Scott so that, that, that's really really cool that, that, that to me is the biggest thing is it's, it's like you said you're, you're even you're bringing your wife, you're bringing your team you know so I mean not just the event itself but like it's just, that's just a microcosm of the way that you're living your life in a way where you're really lifting other people up so so thank you for that
3: yeah and I just want to say it's, it's, it's really great that I you know came across your book this group, um, uh, the mastermind group that I joined in addition to attending the seminar, and then the company I work for, which is a company called Movement Mortgage, there's all kind of this symbiotic relationship uh, around servant leadership. And uh, just, you know, whether or not you're, you're working on your team at a little micro scale or just, you know, we help borrowers in a, in a macro economy scale, it's just nice to be coming from that, that place of strength versus I think a lot of people in our industry still come from a place of, salesmanship and, and personal greed, I guess I would say. So it's a, uh, it's pretty crazy how, you know, probably halfway through my life, my family doesn't live so long, but <laughs> halfway through my life, I'm kind of rediscovering what it is to be in business and be part of the team.
1: Awesome. 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 Well, Scott, thanks for contributing and, and sharing your wisdom and your experience on, on the, uh, with the Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners. I really appreciate that. John, thank you for co-hosting with me. Um, we'll have to, whether this will be our last time will be remain to be seen.
2: Fingers crossed. Scott, great talking with you, buddy.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: And uh, goal achievers, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. I hope you got as much value today as I did and love you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next
0: week. Take care. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. So now hopefully you are ready to go out there and to take action and to really find that success trifecta in your life see how you can actually take things to that next level so we want to know what were really your big takeaways from this interview with scott simply go to helllrod.com slash 093 for episode number 93 and leave a comment there on the show notes page letting us know what those big takeaways were also if you haven't done so yet please go subscribe to the podcast on itunes and then leave a rating and review Rating and reviews are truly your best way to show your support for the podcast because it helps other people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. So simply go to hellelrod.com slash iTunes and click the little rating and review tab and leave your review there. And lastly, it's time for you to go out there to take the advice you learned from this episode and to truly make the rest of this year your best year ever. So go out there, take action, and achieve your goals.